Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Free, well, I wouldn't call it free agency. I would call it trade deadline frenzy. What is occurring right now in the NBA? Hey, Coos, nothing like waiting until the very last second to get all these trades in, huh? Like, you've had yeah. how long to do this? It, it always baffles me that teams wait till like, the very last second to try to get that best deal, maybe try to get that best bargain, and get as much value as possible. So you wait till the very last day to make these trades. Yeah, I feel like they do that, one, because they don't want to show their hand fully of what they're trying to potentially do. And then I also think because, yes, you're going to get a team that's, like, got Aaron Gordon and wants to move on and go into a rebuild, yeah. maybe the value is lowered at See, the back end there. But here's the thing, though. If you're the Clippers right now and you're going to acquire Rondo, right? Sure. Wouldn't you want to get him not right now but, like, weeks prior? Like, wouldn't that be the smart move? Yeah, to to work on the chemistry, you would, yeah, you would yeah. think. Yeah, but I also think them doing that makes shows what they're trying to do or what they believe their weaknesses are. So maybe sure. they feel like they don't want to show that early on. Well, at the end of the day, too, like the Clippers, they're they're going to the playoffs regardless, right? So it's not like they're in must win mode. Like they're right. they're going to the playoffs. So I can get that point. But the Magic, man, uh, it's a fire sale, as you would say from Call of Duty. It's an absolute fire sale right now. And to me, it makes a lot of sense. I know there's a lot of Magic fans out there that are a little upset right now because your team has basically has been gutted uh, from the inside out. You, you've you lost um, all-stars. You've lost dunk contest semifinalists. Did, did he, Aaron Gordon, did he win the championship, the, the dunk title? Or was it a tie with Levine? Well, no, Levine, Le, he got it when he dunked over the mascot. Okay, right? so Aaron Gordon did win. I, I can't like remember. One. What's up, bro? How you doing, by the way, man? We were, I was going to bring you in in a second. You don't even have to do that. It's all good, we dude. We just flow, baby. We flow. We flowing. But, um, you know, the, the Orlando Magic, though, I get the frustration because now you're starting from square one again. You essentially have the worst roster in the NBA. But you got to be – you can't lie to yourselves. You were never going to win a title with what you had. So you have to rebuild it. You, you have to tear it down and rebuild it up again because the whole point of – you know, this is winning a title. And the roster that you had, you weren't going to win a title with. Well, and a big part of that, you know, to me always comes back to looking at the draft picks that they had. And, you know, a lot of them just haven't panned out for for the Magic. I mean, you have Jonathan Isaac in 2017, who was supposed to be your guy, but he's been dealing with some injuries. Yeah. Mobama, kind of similar situation. We just haven't seen him take that step. Now, Cole Anthony, who they got... I think he's promising some of the the younger ones they've got, but really their last big draft uh, pick that they got would have would have been Aaron Gordon that was on the team. I mean they picked Sabonis but traded him to OKC. So it's like yeah. you know you haven't had a a All Star starting player that you've drafted since Aaron Gordon in 2014. That just yeah. doesn't work. They, uh, by the way, Gordon uh, has more 50 point dunks than anybody in NBA history in the slam dunk <laughs> contest, but he's never won. 
Oh, so he, oh, he, he didn't win that win. one. No. So Zach okay. Levine won that one. Or so, uh, but he's he's been memorable. Jeez. Just doesn't walk away with the trophy. Yeah, I feel like most people thought he got robbed. That if the I remember, the year he correct. dunked over. The mascot was the year I know a lot of people were like, yeah. he got robbed. Yeah. See, but to me, like, they, they kind of both won that one. You know, like, if there's going to be a tie that year, it should have been between him and then Zach Levine or whatever. Levine, yeah. Yeah, I, Levine, sorry. I mean, Adam Levine, Adam Levine. Both? I don't think he went up against Levine that year he dunked I could have swore he did because they're in that Nike commercial after it. Come on, Coos. You're better than that, man. This is, this your, is your genre. magic, by the way, are, you know, we have our own troubles here in Jacksonville. Yeah. As an NFL franchise. Yeah. The Orlando Magic, and to me, like the Florida Panthers, are by far the most irrelevant franchises yeah. in the state. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, the Jags, let's be in full transparency, the Jags are buoyed a little bit by the NFL shield, right, and the popularity of the sport. Mm-hmm. But the Orlando Magic, I mean, we're two hours away from the Orlando Magic, and very few people care. Very few people care. Yeah, I mean, I used to be two hours away from Syracuse in Albany, and everybody cared. Could you about Could you? the Syracuse Orange? You yeah. know, I mean, nobody cared. It's not like we have an NBA team and there's somebody to drown them out. There isn't. Yeah, and nobody right. again, nobody's strong. But you get my point. Very few people care. And I know what you're going to tell me. Like, well, hey, Brent, in Orlando, people don't care about the Jags. I think you're lying. I think there are some people in Orlando that care about the Jags, but they also care about the Bucks. They probably yeah. also care about the Dolphins. And it's very transient in the same sense where they probably care about a lot of other teams, too. But look, here's a, another example. The Florida Gators and Florida State Seminoles, they're, what, an hour and 40 minutes away, three hours away? Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people that care about those teams and franchises. Why? Because they've been relevant. They've been good. So if Orlando has been good. In the last decade. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't here, by the way, when Shaq and Penny and, and Howard and, and those I mean, guys. And I'm sure that it was seems like the last better. time they were relevant. I mean, they went to the playoffs, I think, back in own. I'm not going to ask you, Cuse, because you're 0 for 1. Because, yeah, it was Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon in the dunk contest. Yeah, yeah, I'm 0 for 1. Yeah, you're 0 for 1. It's all right. Who played but, with him, though? I don't know, man. Will Barr and Andre Drummond. I got that one. <laughs> Andre <laughs> Drummond just got bought out, I think, by the Cleveland Cavaliers. So yeah. he's 1 for 1, then. I'll, I'll give you the 1 well, for 1. Like, 1 for 2. Look 1 at, for 2. Yeah. To me, it's though, I look at Andre Drummond. In that, and I'm like, how is he going to impress anybody? Because he's just so much bigger than all of those guys. Like, of yeah. course he can dunk. Because you talk basketball all the time, drive dish podcast, sure. and you do it with your buddies in Orlando. Does anybody care about they the Orlando Magic? They very much care. I mean, here. but here's here. here's the problem. Nick, who is on live, local, and loud, is the uh, play-by-play guy for the Orlando, uh, ooh, the Lakeland, G-League, the D League team. Yeah. Okay. So it's like they very much care. But you have to keep in mind no, too. Like, I know they care. I'm saying, do people here? Care? You you are in touch with that like sure. are, are there do you get a lot of people from Jacksonville listening about the magic? We I would say Florida's when we can look at our stats it's in our top three usually. There, there's Magic fans yeah, well, out there. But we can't, I can't break it by city. I can only see state. Okay. There's Magic fans out there. You just haven't heard from them because there hasn't been a lot to celebrate. You Absolutely. know, I mean, like, I, I have friends who are big NBA fans, and they're, they're all, they used to, well, they're still Heat fans, um, but they started to be Heat fans when LeBron went to yeah. Miami, you know? So, um, Miami's won fans. a lot more, for sure. They would have more, though. Like, Ty would be, kids Ty's age, if they had been good, right? Would be a Magic fan. Sure. And by, yeah. by the way, the, I'm sure Orlando has that in their own city limits because mm. the Jags have that problem. Yeah. There are kids walking around with Patrick Mahomes jerseys on yeah. because they haven't been any good. Yeah. And so that you miss generation that way. But, so the Jags are in the same landscape. So I'm not wait, trying to say, hey, we're better than you, Orlando. I'm just stating the facts. Uh, the big thing the Jags have going for them is there are 32 NFL teams that get high-profile in our in the United States, because yeah. the shield is big, the ratings are huge. The, I, the story is a big deal. Like Trevor, 
we're going to have more Jags fans in Orlando than we've ever had over the next year because of, uh, well, maybe Urban Meyer's ties to the Gators a little bit, but bigger than that, Trevor Lawrence. There are going to be Trevor Lawrence jerseys in Orlando. What jersey is, is a Jacksonville kid wearing for the Orlando Magic? I wonder. Probably Aaron Gordon. <laughs> Okay, uh, I mean, yeah. well, but are there I mean, a lot of those floating around? That's my question. Oh, I mean, I'm, probably not. No, I mean, the, the, the Magic, they're not a popular team by any means. They don't have popular players. Even when they have an all-star like Vujovic, uh, nobody's really cheering for yeah. him. So, but Very the, good player. What, yeah. is, what is their – because I feel like every time, uh, pending from this year and last year, but I feel like every time I watch, like, the Bucks play the Magic in Orlando, like, it's always sold out. Is that just because like fans are in town, like on like in Disney, and they want to see a Magic game? Like, I wonder like what their I, ticket sales are. I believe because I feel like they're not doing that bad. Almost going back to what Brent was saying about Patrick Mahomes jerseys, I think that's just the younger fan these days. I think that's like my cousin, right? He grew his hair to look like Patrick Mahomes because he wanted to look like Patrick Mahomes. I think <laughs> I think because of social media, there's that. so much more because yeah, they want to look like Brent. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's so many like there's because of social media you can get attached to a certain player. I think the younger sports fan is more of a fan of a specific person than they are a team, uh, and I I think that's more common than than I think we talk about. Well, listen again, we're in the state of Florida, so when you have a team, there, there's two things that work there. What you just said, Orlando's going to sell tickets. One because. The NBA is not a hard thing to sell tickets for. That well, they want to see Giannis in that the, case. Well, the capacity is only 17,000, 18,000. We're not talking 65,000 people. I mean, it's a great number. It's a, it's a manageable number. Mm. And I went down and watched the Magic game. You know why? I wanted to go see LeBron play when he was with the Cavs. Right. That's why. That's what I not mean. Not to see the Magic play. You're going to go down to see the 76ers play. People want, that, That's the same thing that happens here. Yeah, Again, this isn't, sure. hey, we're better than you, Orlando. Your team stinks. No, I mean, listen, we deal with the same issues sometimes. Absolutely. And one of the issues is will you win some damn games and be relevant, get yep. some stars and be relevant. And, you know, Jags had a little sniff of that. Orlando hasn't had a sniff of that in a long time. Uh, I, I say this all the time jokingly. I don't even realize the Florida Panthers are still an organization half the time <laughs> because nobody talks about that. Like, For sure. Nobody. Yeah. But Orlando's not far behind in terms of the Magic. The NBA has a nice brand. They have a global brand. I'm not telling you people have never heard of the Magic. Mm -hmm. But I think the Magic, more years than not, are a team that people can't name four players on the team. They just need that player, man. They just need a perennial all-star who people know about. Like That's what John Morant's doing for Memphis. I mean, all it takes is, I think that's what Zion's doing for New Orleans. Like You just need that one player um, that can put you over the top. And right now for the Magic, it's just... They don't really have anybody. Now, they have great players, don't get me wrong, but in my opinion, no household names. So the goal now is to try to find those household I, names with the draft capital I'd and build from to, there. I'd be willing to say that I think the Orlando Magic haven't had a player like that probably since Dwight Howard. Yeah, I agree. For sure. I would agree. I mean, Aaron uh, Gordon was there, but like, eh. nah, he and then Oladipo that. was another one, but still, it never really took Oladipo off. Oladipo maybe had a chance. By the way, Oladipo just got traded to Miami from Houston. Right. Uh, the, I think... You just bring up a great point. If Zion Williamson had come to Orlando, oh, yeah. right, if they were in position, if John Moran, mm -hmm. that's what they need, right? And listen, mm -hmm. the Jags are getting that. Jags are getting Trevor Lawrence. The Jags need that. Yeah. You know, they do too. So uh, you're not alone, Orlando. But the, the, I, I think there really are some – and when I say irrelevant, I'm not talking about like they can't make any money and they can't sell anything and they can't have – that's not the case. Everybody yeah, yeah. does well in professional sports. But – when I think of irrelevant franchises, for the longest time, the Seattle Seahawks were that until they flipped it around, right? Uh, the I think a lot of the Arizona teams are like that, 
and it's kind of the same setup as Florida where you have a lot of transient people, people who have moved to Arizona to retire or live in better sure. weather or whatever else, but they're not diehard like Cardinals fans. They're not diehard yeah. Coyotes fans. They're not diehard uh, Diamondbacks fans. You know what I mean? Mm. And so I think they, they are similar in that fashion where it's like, oh, yeah. The Diamondbacks, they still play baseball, <laughs> you know, like once in a while you do that. And they've had some really good players they over, some over good the years. They had success in the beginning, too. And, uh, you know, the Cardinals have had some sensational players. So mm-hmm. even with Larry Fitzgerald out there forever, I mean, from Calais to Patrick Peterson to you name it. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they're in that. To me, they're in that. Uh, you know, we say this a lot, even San Antonio. San Antonio with as much success as they've had, never get to do that they deserve, but they're not irrelevant. Everybody knows San Antonio from David Robinson to Tim Duncan to Popovich to everybody. You know, they know the players because they've had so much success, even though it kind of feels like a forgotten franchise and underrated franchise yeah. uh, at times. So here we go again, I guess, for Orlando because they're hitting the reset button. Yeah, I mean, you have to. I mean, the, the, there's no choice for the magic. You, you have to hit the reset button. You got to start winning games. I mean, it's like this with any, and I don't call it a small market team because they're not a small market team per se, but it's like any team that hasn't won in a while, kind of like the Jaguars And if you scratch out 2017. If you're not going to win games, people aren't going to be excited, all right? Like even the Jaguars' attendance can be down when they're not winning. Absolutely, yeah. But if you start winning games, it'll all turn around. Yeah, and it really could. And by the way, I think it would be great. Like we should feel the magic up here. That's my point. Yeah. Like we should, I should on TV be covering the magic a little bit, not every night. But I should be covering a big story here. I'm not touching this tonight on TV. Nobody cares. Nobody cares if I sh- if I tell you who they traded tonight on TV. Well, we might talk about it a little bit here, but yeah. we're not doing a segment every day on the Orlando Magic. And and I'd be willing to bet that's a big part. You know, we talk about how they're you know quote unquote irrelevant too. Is with the NBA, I've noticed you can you can fall into a a spot of like no return where you're barely making the eight seed. Maybe one year you make a seven, yeah. so you get this false sense of oh we're on a we're on track. And then the next year you miss by one game or two games, so you get stuck in this like six, seven, eight, nine seed area, and you just can't get out of that unless you do a hard reset, which we saw. I mean, I always take it back to the Sixers who just just flat out tank. Absolutely. And you have to, or you'll never get that like next push. And that might, be, and that's the way to go in sports. By the way, not alone. Jags just did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Atlanta Braves did it. The Houston Astros exactly. did it. Uh, the who else am I missing? Um, somebody else did it. <laughs> you know, there's been enough teams that have done it. Mm-hmm. And, and you and you're right. There's. I, it's not a cliche. It probably should be one. It probably should be part of the model of sports. But if you are stuck in mediocrity, where you're eight and eight. You're seven and nine. You're six and ten. Sometimes nine and seven. It ain't the best place to be. But the it's, better place to be is like two and fourteen, one and fifteen, and then try to get to twelve and four. The That's only, the way to twelve and four faster than go being six and seven, six and ten, or seven and nine. Believe it or not. The only time it's good to be, you know, five hundred is if you're in a situation like the Knicks, where you've been so bad for so long, you finally get to that five hundred. You go, okay. People this are parading is in the streets. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. We're seeing this. We're yeah. going. And well, and that's fair. That's a good point. But I think even there was a sense of that in Orlando, not parading in the streets because they're not as big market. But there was a sense of that like two years ago where it looked like they were starting to climb out of it. But you weren't getting the conversation of, okay, now they can attract a big free agent. Like we're talking about how there's a star. They're talking about Devin Booker, who I I don't think he'll leave the Suns. But they're talking Mm -hmm. Devin Booker's coming to New York next year. Like they're convinced because it's New York, they're 500, they're getting a star where – I would agree. If you're Orlando and you're the Knicks and you're 500 trying to attract a free agent, 
Well, yeah, they're probably going to choose New York over you. Yeah, New York is still – that has that kind of draw. Now, I say that, but I argued against it for, like, the Jets. I don't believe that's similar. No. Like, the Knicks and the Jets are two different animals. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you think of, like, Madison Square. Like, that's – Legendary, like that, that. That means something to play there, and you know, I think like in terms of history, like both have a, a rich history, but like, yeah, I feel like the Jets are always an afterthought compared to the Knicks. Well, even though because the they're an afterthought compared to the, the Giants, Knicks. so they're yeah. already the yeah, second yeah. fiddle in their own sport. Yeah, you know true. what I mean. But do you think they're going to be the second fiddle now with Brooklyn? The Knicks will always yeah. be bigger yeah. than Brooklyn. Always, if they can, if they can win. Like if, if they don't like. What Kuz is saying is right. The Knicks being 500, yeah. believe it or not, and I probably should check this for a second, but my guess is, yeah. and I'll read the back pages every day of the, of the, the post and everything, the daily news, whatever it is, but well, I would say the Knicks being 500 is still a bigger story than the Nets being great Okay, but let right me ask now. you this. Maybe, but they have big stars in the Nets, so that's probably that, borderline. You could but, have had, if you paired them right, if you paired the the Nets, right, the Nets were, they they had the most wins in the Eastern Conference, sure. and the Knicks were only 500, yeah. and you had a star that would be weighing the options, I, I'd be willing to bet they'd pick the Knicks over the Nets in that aspect because it's more popular. Yeah, but they just got Blake Griffin, though. For the Nets? Yeah. Right, well, of course, because they're because Blake Griffin's ring chasing. Okay. So, like, but what I'm trying to say is, like, in terms of popularity, like, I think if the Nets win, like, two championships, which they uh -huh. very well could, I think they're going to be the more popular. So who's, who are you going to buy jerseys from from the Knicks? Randall. You think the Randall jersey is going to be flying I, off the shelves? I think it won't because I think... Compared to Kevin Durant and Kyrie? I think because that's because people are fans of Kevin Durant, not necessarily the Knicks. Okay. Like, I think they would buy the jersey regardless of what team he was I on. I do think there's this one element with the Knicks that even Knicks fans are still have a hard time putting their arms around their team, mm -hmm. and that's Dolan. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they, it's just a guy you don't want to embrace. And so maybe there is that, that window of opportunity. Listen, the Mets were good for a little bit. When the mm -hmm. Mets are good, you're good for the year. But in totality, it's still a Yankees town, right? I mean, it's always going to be it's going to be the Yankees town, just sure. the way it is. And so there are a lot of Mets fans. Mm -hmm. Mets fans don't like that. I get it. Jets fans don't like it. I get it. That's just part of it. Chargers fans don't like it either, but the Rams are bigger, yeah. right? Clippers fans don't like it, but the Lakers are bigger. I mean, it's just the way it is. It, and you're not going to probably change it. I just don't see the Brooklyn Nets ever being bigger see, than the Knicks, so, even if they're kind of better in the win column than the Knicks. Now, again, five years ago, three years ago, the Knicks were, had become almost irrelevant. Like they, mm -hmm. How did the Knicks right. almost become irrelevant? And they almost had in sports. Yeah. Uh, and and almost, the only reason they were still a float was as a, a punchline. Sure. <laughs> you know? No, there's so, still a punchline. In and the, they kind oh, of still they are. are. But if they do ascend in any way, it will be a that, Knicks town, no doubt about it, in my opinion. To that, I remember when I went out to California uh, a few years ago, and I'm sure that the prices have changed since, but I remember asking my Uber driver, you know, because I was like, oh, it's kind of weird that the, you know, the Clippers and Lakers play in the same stadium or, or building. And he's like, you know, it's crazy. When the Lakers are the home team, tickets are like 150 When the Clippers are the home team, it's like 50 bucks. Yeah, same teams. It is. Just just flipped who's the well, you know, quote-unquote home team. It's true. That's just the way it is. And, you know, like it or not, just the way it is. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, the, again, you can have your moments. It doesn't mean you're not going to have fans, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And some people want to be that other guy, right, and stay away from the, the, the bandwagon jumper, which mm -hmm. the bandwagon jumper is the Lakers guy, the, the Knicks guy, the, the Yankees guy.
I mean, that's mm-hmm. and it's okay. Like I, I have no problem be- with bandwagon jumpers in sports. But I'm just saying the Yankees are the cool team to be associated with. The Mets are never the cool team to wear the hat for. No, but no, those no. fans that are Mets fans are diehard and want to shove it up the Yankees fans, you know what? For sure, for sure. <laughs> you know, which is cool. I mean, that's yeah. what that's what sports about. That's what makes it kind of fun. Uh, it's an interesting topic we're talking about right now because I was coming in and I saw Demarcus uh, Robinson. I think just mm-hmm. re-signed with the Chiefs. Yeah, well, one year deal. Okay, so, and it, I think uh, T.Y. Hilton re-signed yesterday with uh, the Colts. Yep, correct. And so I started to think a little bit. We'll get into it coming up here after we take a break, but. You know, we're talking about these franchises that people want to be a part of. You just mentioned Orlando. Like, do you really want to be a part of it? Does a free agent want to be a part of it? Do the Knicks, can they attract that person now? Mm -hmm. That's really at the root of what Urban Meyer's trying to build here, you know. Yeah. You know, he's trying to build a place where you say, I want to wear that logo. Mm -hmm. I want to be in Jacksonville. Because if you look at some of these moves, I keep asking, we did the conversation yesterday, why are people staying in Tampa? Mm-hmm. Well, they're staying in Tampa because of Arians, because of the Lombardi Trophy, and because of Brady. Yep. Three reasons. That's it. So they're yep. willing to go give it a run. They're not staying in Tampa because, man, that Bucks organization, that's like historic. We say that about the Patriots, right? right. That may want to be a part of the Patriots because they think the Patriots will always win now. That's all these 24-year-old guys know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a yep. Patriots team that always won. How important is it? for Urban Meyer to continue to build this to the point where it's a likable logo to wear and something that that guys want to be. And therefore, the guy that could go elsewhere Mm -hmm. and maybe get a two-year deal for $18 million will stick around for a one-year $9 million deal or $8 million deal because he wants to stay in Jacksonville and be a part of it with Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, and the rest. Underneath the belly of all this, just trying to get good, Urban Meyer, I believe, is really focused on doing that and making this an attractive place to be in Jacksonville. We'll talk more about it when we come back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 on a Thursday. Thanks for hanging out with us. Brent Martineau. Some uh, NBA play-by-play here this week as well, right here on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. You're right. Yeah, I know. You look over like, are you going to make it? Yeah, man. I'm making sure we're all good here. Listen, I I get choked up about the new lineup. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. They can just simply draft Najee Harris from Alabama and have their future guy behind Ronald Jones, you know, and replace Shady McCoy. The running back position is one of the easiest to replace. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I don't think you need a star-star running back. I've yeah. seen a lot of serviceable run, running backs win championships. Just with the way that Leonard Fournette had finished the season, though, yeah. like that was that was a strong point say? of their offense. Would it so. say that it's more about the running, is about the position, or is it about the guy? Like, maybe it's like, you know what? He was exactly, it's, a, it's, somebody it's, else? it's the style. It's the style. He's right. a physical shoulder square to the line of scrimmage. You know, Shady McCoy was supposed to be he didn't do much he was supposed to be that elusive guy the third down back he later in the, in the season tried to make Fournette the third down back and Brady threw a lot of passes to him that he dropped mm-hmm. because he's not a natural pass catcher you can replace that and get it cheaper and get a guy that you can fill in like Najee Harris that speaking of former Jet Bart Scott? Bart Scott. Got it. I, I mean, I don't know if you're setting me up for what was going no, on. I was kind of looking for a little help. Oh, I'm sorry, I man. always forget. I actually do that a lot. Like, I forget Bart Scott's name, in okay. part because he's got two first names as his name. Definitely does. <laughs> yeah, what, it's, what is it? So it's Bartholomew, it would be? Is that what Bart is? Probably. Bartholomew, man. You don't have many kids named that. Were you, yeah, were, you, were your parents like? You don't. 
And whether you like it or not, if you look like that, you better not say anything about it. Hey, <laughs> can't wait. I, I have no problem with Bartholomew, man. Like, <laughs> it's all good, dude. I've, I've seen that guy's intensity before. I don't want to mess with him. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. When I, when I, I don't know, I'd be like, why do you think you're better than me just because your name's Bartholomew? I don't know. Well, and that's the thing. I feel like if you're Bart Scott, you own it. Don't right, be called right. Bart. Because you think of Bart Simpson. No one's taking Bart Simpson seriously. The guy was <laughs> right. a troublemaker. Like, if you're going to be named Bartholomew, dude, I'm, I'm rolling with Bartholomew. Uh, I'm, really? I'm, you're I'm, sticking with I'm it? I'm sticking with it. I'm not going to be called Bart. No. With all due respect to Bart Scott, I mean, it's fine. But I'm just saying, roll with the Bartholomew, man. It's, I played there's with a little Bart twang with that. In, uh, I don't know if he was Bartholomew. It probably was. But I played with a Bart in college, Bart Marchetti. Mm-hmm. And dude could rake. He could hit it. Okay. <laughs> I was like, leaves? It is a competition up there. I didn't know that was a hitting thing. Rake? <laughs> Rake. Okay, I got you. I like got that. It. I like uh, that. Yeah, I mean, he could really fly, he could flat out hit. So okay. uh, I think he had our home run record for a little bit. But uh, Brett Martin, Austin Lane, Coos back here, NBA trade deadline. You know, just to piggyback on conversation we were just having, can the – how much is Urban Meyer, Meyer trying to make this franchise relevant to make it a destination or a staying place? Not only a destination, but if you look around the league, you look at Tampa, you look at Indy uh, with Hilton, who was on the free agent market for a bit, comes back. Yeah. Uh, and that might have been, by the way, teams just didn't want Hilton. So I'm, I'm not going to give all the teams credit here. But Kansas City seems like a team, destination, people want to go. Uh, the Rams team that people are trying to stay a little bit and be a part of this. Mm-hmm. I think Seattle's had that. The Patriots certainly have had that over the years. I think the Ravens even have a little bit of a, a taste of that. And, and, you know, we're talking about a sports world where money usually wins the day. Money at the end of the day speaks the loudest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to win. I want to be a part of it. I like what's going on here. Oh, but you threw $5 million more million at me? Here I come. Thank you very much. It's sure. a business decision. It's a business league. Yeah. And I'm not criticizing that. I'm just saying that's the way it is. But some organizations get to a point where they can keep some players that might be able to go elsewhere and make money, more money at another place. Or they can sign free agents and at a discount. At a little bit of a discount, say, hey, we don't have this. Or they can get their players to restructure mm-hmm. easier than some other organizations might be able to get their players to restructure. Yeah. Can the Jags become that team, and what will it take to become that team? Is Urban Meyer a big part of that? Shad Khan a big part of that? Or is Trevor Lawrence the ultimate part of that? Um, it's a combination of a bunch of things. First of all, you got to have the quarterback, the most important position. So Trevor Lawrence, if we think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be what we think he's going to be, then yeah, uh, you're, that's a step in the right direction. You have to win football games. That's another important thing. Nobody wants to go play for a loser. Now, if the price tag is right and it's too hard to to resist, then, yeah, you're going to go there. But I think players prefer to go to winners because why? Players want to play in the Super Bowl. Players want to hoist that Lombardi trophy. So there's a little bit of that as well. Obviously, the coaching and the culture is another big thing. Um, and to me, this kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with word of mouth. We underestimate sometimes what word of mouth can do in free agency and in the NFL. Because players, whether they're, you know, opponents or former teammates, whatever the case may be, or rivals even, players talk. You know, players keep up to date with each other. And, you know, I think in Jacksonville for a while, when you had the whole grievance gate thing, like, you weren't getting a lot of players wanting to come to Jacksonville. Why? Because the optics were bad. Now, yeah, you got Joe Schobert. Okay. Who else did you get? Nobody really. 
Okay, so that there's something to be said for that. So if you're Urban Meyer, you establish the culture, you win football games, you have Trevor Lawrence playing at a high level, and keep in mind, Urban Meyer brings in some of his guys, or at least some of the guys that he trusts in free agency, where, you know, Joe Cullen guys, or, um, you know, I think Schottenheimer had a couple guys come in, like, he trusts all these guys. So that's an advantage, because they know what they're getting into. If they have a positive experience here the first couple of years, well, then that word of mouth is going to travel. And all of a sudden it's going to be, hey, man, there's something special happening in Jacksonville right now. I'm just saying, if you're looking for a place to go, might want to check out the Jaguars. That's what this team needs. They need word of mouth. They need winning. I mean, listen, the winning, the quarterback, that's all obvious. But what we don't talk about enough is the word of mouth. Yeah, I think and, – and by the way, I think Urban has a bit of a – I'm sure there are some players that I don't want to go play for that. I don't know what it's going to, what's going to be like. I don't know if he's going to be able to transition – uh, I just don't want to play for that guy. I think there are other players and some of the free agents that came in here that sounded, at least in front of a microphone, excited to be playing for Urban Meyer. And they had a choice. You know, it was, again, can be a lot about the money and about landing spot. Maybe Joe Cullen is, is a part of that. And maybe other guy, Bevel is a part of that. I think Urban Meyer was a part of it. Mm-hmm. I do think the lure of Trevor Lawrence is going to be significant. Now, can he be good? <laughs> right? Can he live up to it? Yeah. I think that's significant. I think people know if you have that position. Uh, look, remember... Um, uh, left tackle, uh, Trent, uh, Williams? yeah, Trent Williams? remember what he said a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah. Hey, they got Trevor yeah. Lawrence, man. They're not rebuilding. They're going to be ready to go. Yeah. Like it was almost like he was positioning himself for a, you know, a job here. At well, least, was, yeah, at least make an offer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 more money. yeah. Uh, by the way, Trent Williams recently said he thinks he can play until he's 40 years old. So how about that? Uh, you know what, man, if anybody can do it, <laughs> He's been, been really good. That guy. He's been really I good. I just reminded him at draft night when he picked up Roger Goodell and like <laughs> it was like dirty dancing. He kind of twirled him around a little bit. Like that was impressive. 40, 40 years old. He's thirty three. Still got a long way to go to get there. Yeah, but uh, he makes know. a lot of money if he gets it to forty years old. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I think the the lure of Trevor Lawrence is paramount. But what behind the scenes Urban Meyer and Shad Khan are doing to make this more attractive? I think Urban's already doing it. I think Urban's already aware of it. Now, can he absolutely and actually do it? I think it's something we'll see. Hmm. But he's pushed already the logo, right? The brand. This is the Jaguars. Tax-free state. 904, baby. Yeah. I mean, he. but he is really pushing that out. Yep. Like, hey, we're Jacksonville. You're going to want to be a part of this thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe some people around the country are laughing at that. But he knows that that is something he has to promote and push. Yeah. And he he's smart in branding. He comes from the college game. He's smart with the Florida Gators. He connected with ESPN. He had ESPN down there just about once a week. When mm-hmm. it was time to be on TV, Urban Meyer is on TV. That's attractive to recruits. You're selling the brand. And by the way, that brand almost sells itself at times. Ohio State, same thing. Mm-hmm. And he was still selling the brand. He was part of the brand. He opened it up so people could see it, said, hey, we are Ohio State. Come to Columbus, Ohio. He's doing that with the Jags. He's trying to take that college feel and do that with the Jacksonville Jaguars, I believe, a still young organization Mm -hmm. where you can push that brand, that logo out to not just fans, but the the players in the league and say, you want to be a part of this. We got a great owner, man. He is tired of losing. He wants to win. He's going to build you a practice facility. He's going to give you this. We're going to give you the best. I mean, day one, Urban Meyer set the tone on that. We're going to ask a lot of you, but we're going to give you the best. Our players deserve the best. This is all about the players. He has already laid the foundation. Again, 
We'll see if he can do it. Winning will be a part of that. Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence's success will be a part of that. Uh, but Urban Meyer has set the table to already do it. I think he thinks it's a very important part of what he's doing here in Jacksonville. No, it's a it's a huge part. Um, players want to feel taken care of. That's where the state of our facilities come in and everything like that. But when you look at Florida and Ohio State, even before Urban Meyer got there, what did they have? They had tradition, right? People grew up with that. The the, the student-athletes grew up with that kind of tradition. In Jacksonville, there hasn't been a lot of tradition here the past decade or so. So it's kind of fallen by the wayside. And that means something. Like, yeah, you can have the state of the art everything, but we're not dealing with high schoolers anymore that are attracted to shiny things of new uniforms and Jordan cleats and, you know, the you wear like a different color visor for a game or you get like secondary jerseys on a special like blackout night. That all means something to high school kids going to college. And the pros, though, it's different. Because now you have guys that are grown men, some have families, um, some are just about the business, but they're still maybe attracted to clicks and whistles, but it's not the end-all, be-all like it is in college. And that's where, once again, the tradition and the culture comes in. And if you can if you can replicate that like like you had at Florida and Ohio State, and yes, once again, have all the amenities. Have the have the weight rooms and then the cold tubs and filet mignon every single night if you want to. By all means, do that. But that's not going to mean anything if you aren't winning games and establishing the tradition. Yeah, I think um, that'll be interesting to see how it develops. Can they do it? And the point I'm getting at here is we're just talking about relevant franchises from the Orlando Magic to the Knicks to the Nets to other teams. Mm-hmm. And if you see some of the signings around the NFL, it's like, well, they didn't go get them. They didn't go chase all the money. They got some paid. Now they got paid. And it might be a part of this in the NFL is that you get a lot of money even if you don't get paid paid. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, you get whatever it is, $8 million a year for Hilton. Many people thought he wouldn't even get that. And he's yeah. getting up to 10, but $8 million guaranteed. I mean, that might be more than anybody would be willing to pay him anyway. But keep so, in mind, though, it's the leadership. It's it's being ingrained in, in the Colts cult tradition. Yeah. Like, there's a lot more that T.Y. Hilton can offer, not only on the field, but also off the field as well. So my point here is you want DJ Chark in a contract year, Josh Allen in a contract year, yeah. uh, James Robinson in a contract year to, hey, I want to go get paid. I hope that, but I want. I hope the Jaguars are going to give me what I'm worth because I want to be here, mm-hmm. right? So you want your guys. We talk about keeping the guys. That's where this went wrong a little bit for the Jaguars yep. over the last few years. You want those guys to be able to say. I mean, Josh Allen's already saying it. It's like Josh Allen and the Jags already have a handshake agreement that we're going to give you a big extension at some time because Josh Allen has already said countless times, "I want to be Duval forever." You know. Sure. I mean, and he's like. Not even through – he's just through two years. Yeah. Like So he's helped do that too. Yeah. Guys like that saying, hey, I like being here, man. Come on down. Yeah. You can be a part of it. You don't want to be here, get out. But this is going to – we're going to build something here. So that's the word of mouth thing you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, you need the Pied Pipers uh, of to help make that happen. And I think that will be something to watch. It's not always who you attract in free agency because, again, attraction can be just – you know, show me the money. Yeah. Uh, you can get a lot of players here over the years because you showed them more money than the, the other guy. Mm-hmm. But I think it says a lot when you've got a player, whether he's toward the end of his career, middle of the career, beginning of the career, whatever it is, that has a chance to go chase more money, but would rather stay here. Even if it's for a touch less, nobody's going to take half of the money to stay in Jacksonville. Yeah. It's got to still be competitive, but they or if the money's the same, they'd rather stay here than go somewhere else. That's when you know you've built something and you're working on something that people want to be a part of. 
you know, we got the draft coming up here uh, in about a month or so, and I wonder, because I've told this story before, when I was getting drafted, there was a couple teams that you didn't want to go to because of word of mouth. I did not want to go to Cleveland. If I was going to go to Cleveland, I might have retired. I, I, I might have went to go work at the golf course and said, I, I don't know. I don't want to play for the Cleveland Browns. Like, that's how bad it was, and that's what the word of mouth did. Jacksonville, I was fine with. I was excited for Jacksonville. I wonder the past couple years, though, when they drafted people, what that thought was. If it was like the Cleveland Browns when I was coming up in 2010, where it was like, oh, Jacksonville, really? Like, I wonder what that narrative was like the past couple years. Now, with Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence, I think that narrative is going to change a little bit. But the past couple years, I wonder what players were thinking when the Jacksonville Jaguars picked them. That's really wild. And, and, you know, it's not like the Jaguars had been great, but you didn't sense that from word of mouth with Jacksonville, but you did with Cleveland. That's really Cleveland interesting. Cleveland all day. Yeah. Uh, was, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Buffalo was a place that a lot of people felt that way, partly yeah. because of the weather. Yeah. And, and I'm not, I'm being serious. Like, the weather, some people don't want to go play in that. True. Now, I mean, if I'm you're going to go play man, at Green so Bay. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. that's different. I go play in the weather for the tradition, uh, Aaron Rodgers, the history, everything else. Yeah, but Buffalo, see, <laughs> but Buffalo's on the list. So I visited Buffalo, like on a visit, and then like I kind of saw like what that city was about, and I actually enjoyed Buffalo. Yeah, I bet you did. Uh, I Listen, like it. I, I think Buffalo is way more Blue joyful than people give it yeah. credit for it. You get ingrained in that city and that community, yep. and and what the Bills mean to them yep. uh, in a hurry. All right, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN six ninety. Thanks for hanging with us. It was amazing to have TV on the on the squad with us, man. He's a tr- terrific leader on the field, off the field. Just so good to have that type of leadership there with guys that's actually starting to buy in and they see him doing it and just make it easier for everybody else to do it because he has been a multi-time champion. He knows what it takes. He knows like what needs to be done. And for uh, us just to buy in and follow his lead, we we did a well, we had a great job. Jason Light did a great job bringing all the guys together, keeping us together. B.A. did a great job coaching. So it's just like from the top down, it's just been like great leadership, and we are just buying into it. Well, we obviously know someone from Tampa Bay, but who would it be? Who recently came back? Godwin came back. Shaq Barrett came back. Levante David. I'm going to say Levante David. I'm going to say Godwin. It was Shaq. The other one. <laughs> Missed it by that much. <laughs> Damn. Hey, we were talking a break or, or two ago. Like we were saying, um, I, I don't even know how we got on the topic, but I don't know, topic like field hockey. Yeah. And we're say, saying like, I don't understand field hockey. Like I couldn't tell you what goes on in field. I did yeah. a story when I was in Albany on it. And I know there are a lot of whistles in field hockey. That's I'm all just, I know. Yeah. And, Lacrosse is really fun to watch, mm-hmm. but there are still like rule. Like I covered some lacrosse, not not like on a beat basis, so not a, just kind of here and there. Albany was very good. Uh, the University at Albany still is, I think. And lacrosse is growing and growing. Um, I still thought it would maybe grow a little bit faster from the mainstream by now than it has, but uh, it's still ticking up, especially at the youth level, no doubt about it. It's a fun sport to watch, but I don't know exactly all the rules. Like, if they call something, yeah. I'm like, okay, what just happened? How many sports are like that? Like, we're sports fans, right? Mm-hmm. People are sports fans, but you still don't always know exactly what's going on in the sporting event. Wrestling's a little bit like this. College wrestling. College wrestling's wrestling, a little like, bit. Okay, I got two points for what? Yeah, yeah. Two points for takedown, man. I know what takedown means. I know two that Two points for takedown. Okay, but there are some other signals the ref gives. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know why you got a point. 
But good for well, him. Yeah, and like <laughs> when I used to go to UNF and train with their wrestling club, because like it kind of schooled me in all the rules and everything. Like you can't interlock your hands when you're on the ground, which. I mean, kind of defeats the purpose, I feel like, but whatever. Uh, cricket is another one that sticks out to me. Yes, I mean, that's I, a good I've call. never, I'll be honest, I've never watched a cricket match. I, I don't I don't need to. I've been to one in I'm Bermuda. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah really so. cool. Yeah. Well, here's the cool part Doesn't about do it. it for me. This is the same thing, right? This is the same thing I said before about wrestling. We were talking yeah. about it. You can feel the atmosphere. You feel the people that really love it and see it and watch it, even if you don't know it. Yeah. I appreciate that. Like the engagement there. Well, if you go wherever and yeah. see a cricket match, and see how much they love it. Yeah. Right. And it's, yeah. it's like kind of going the when I went to Fulham to see soccer. I don't watch soccer matches. Okay. Sure. But to see that crowd into it the way they were oh, to, can, to see yeah. them appreciate even a pass or a good defensive play that I'm like, okay, it kind of just looked like they kicked the soccer ball. Uh, yeah. You appreciate that stuff. But soccer, I can, I can get behind because I get it, man. Like the, what they can do with that ball in their feet, it's super impressive. Now, you know, is it the most entertaining sport? Eh, you know, it's up for debate. But I get that. But like cricket and field hockey fall in the same category where it's like the equipment that you're playing with it doesn't make any sense to me. Like the field hockey stick is far too small. Okay? If it was a bigger hockey stick or a field hockey stick, it would make sense. But like there's no way these people and it's mostly a female sport, right? I don't think it's there's not men's field hockey, is there? I don't believe so. Yeah, so so there's no way these women when they're playing field hockey when they're like 40 years old don't have sciatica and they don't have back issues because like just watch them play like they're always hunched over yeah. that can't be healthy for you it's like Get you're putting with your kid's putter exactly it's like i'm playing let's <laughs> play floor hockey with my, my son's hockey sticks they're like up to my <laughs> shin it makes zero sense so field hockey get bigger sticks and then with cricket I, there's like sticks in the back that you're trying to break it's like a it's like a combination of croquet and uh like baseball but you don't throw it at them you throw it like at the ground like that's what i envision cricket to be and you know what i'm just far too naive to ever learn about that sport we have it, you know it's, it's wild down uh, there's a field down in st john's county mm-hmm. uh that near the baseball fields but not like right next to it and i'll see cricket practice going on sometime there um i'm assuming just on a recreational level and then we're in the batting cages yeah uh, a couple weeks back and there was somebody taking cricket like BP. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. There's I, I cricket love BP? I guess there is, That'd man. That'd be fun. I, See, I would looks do that. fun, but it's like, again, there are rules in cricket. You're like, what just happened? It's just, if you want, by the way, if you want any explanation for all these kind of sports, yeah. we just call up Stuart Weber. No, nah, for sure. I, I, mean, I know Stuart's a big cricket guy. To cricket, to soccer. Like, they don't he wear gloves, right? Knows field hockey. They just catch it with bare hands and stuff. Yeah. See, get a glove on. But the hitter does. Doesn't the hitter wear the, the, the gloves? No, like the batting gloves. I'm saying like, yeah. a, like a fielding glove, like a, like a catching glove. They yeah. don't wear this with bare hands. Once again, not using the right equipment. You would be, I, you would love lacrosse though, right? Oh, yeah. S- say uh, no six, more. Is 6'6 too tall to, for lacrosse? It's not too tall for hockey. Probably not too tall for lacrosse. It's kind of tall for hockey. It's not too tall, but it's kind of hey. tall. There's not too many 6'6ers, right? Ochara from Boston at six eight says, "What's up?" I understand. Okay, that. there's okay. not many is my. Point. I, I'm saying there's not many, and if there is, they're defensive. And I, I never like playing defense. I was more of a wing. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I've never seen a six six lacrosse player. I can't because it's more like mobility. Uh, Probably playing defense as well. You like lacrosse? So. I know. Hey, I know, man. If I had it in high school, I definitely would have played. I always thought Kaylee would end up playing lacrosse. Oh, it's not happening. Would have been so much fun. But lacrosse is fun to watch. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.